Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Flames Fancast. We are sitting here recording Friday evening. We had a day game today, actually against the Capitals, which we lost. Uh, neither one of us was able to catch that game. I caught the third period. Yeah, he caught the third period. I caught the third period, yeah. I didn't. I haven't even seen highlights, but it doesn't sound good, uh, you know, because work. But Yeah, I was working too. Since our last show, we had snapped our losing streak. We beat the Jets at home, and then we uh, beat the Kings. Then we went on the road, lost to the Lightning. Uh, what happened after that? We beat the Panthers in a big game, beat the Flyers, lost to the Pens in overtime, and today we lost to the Capitals. We have one more game to cap out this road trip tomorrow against Carolina. It would be nice, I'd say, if we could at least get a point and go 500 on this trip. It would be nice. I think that, in my mind, that's a success. Six points out of a possible 12 on a six-game road trip, I'm happy. Yeah. It's the way that we're losing, though. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, it's like we've been saying for 87 episodes. 87. Jekyll and Hyde, man. Maybe it, that's just the sport. It is the sport. Consistency with the Flames is just not going to come. No. That's, but I find, I've been finding that the games that we've been losing, it just looks, it's not a lack of effort. The effort is there. It's a lack of the quality uh, that we have capable. Like, we have capable quality players. So they're not really putting that on the ice. That's that's where I'm getting so, kind of so frustrated. So ba- basically, we're not living up to our potential or we're not performing like we should be. Or is it that I'm overrating the potential of this of, team? Of, like, who in particular stands well, out Huberto, to you? Huberto, right? Huberto, I mean, in fairness, he's, I guess he's, getting better but i mean like i was expecting a lot more points by now i was expecting more of an impact every time he steps on the ice i don't really i still don't see it i don't either yet um it again this is not to say that he's a bad player it has everything to do with is he just gelling with this system is he gelling with the right players is he on the right line these are all questions that i'm sure coaching staff is asking themselves i mean he played he played on the Second line in Florida, not with anybody amazingly good, and he produced. Yeah. He was a power play wizard. Uh, we're just not seeing that. We're, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm grouping in Uyghur in that same boat. What kind of player is Mackenzie Uyghur? I don't know what kind of... What are we, what are we getting with him that we, we signed him to this contract? So... If I could jump to that Florida game quickly, that game I watched because of I was interested again about the Matthew Kachuk thing, of which there were very little fireworks. In fact, it was very hard for me to even tell which one he was because of those stupid jerseys they were wearing. <laughs> but I watched a guy on their team, okay, who I'd never heard of before this year, Brandon Montour. Uh, this guy, the way he activated in the play was... I, I was envious that they had a player like that who, who stepped up when Ekblad was injured, when Uyghur left. And I looked at our core and I said, how come we don't have a guy who's doing that? Is it just that that's not the type of player they are? They're not capable of doing that. They're scared of doing that. Or they are doing that and it's just so ineffective I don't even notice. Because I noticed Montour. 
it was very obvious to see the way he got activated in the play and the kind of lanes he would skate through and the space he would take and, you know, just the way he structured his game positionally. I, I don't see a player on the Flames who plays like that. And I think that's, that's really what we were hoping Uyghur would be, that kind of activating, puck-moving defenseman that gets involved in the play, gets caught up in the rush, and, you know, gives you offensive chances which is not happening. Not yet, no. I mean, how many games are we in now? Oh, are we close to 20? Got to be close to 20. Okay, so call, call 20. We, we should check. We, we, we do this often, but we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we, we need to sound like we know what we're talking about. But I guess my point is we're a quarter into the season, roughly, right? And at, 20. Right, so bang on. So you're almost a quarter into the season. You pretty much are. And um, we're looking at some of these players, the guys that we acquired in the big trade and the guys that we extended. Who's, who are the ones that are really standing out? Kadri did. Kadri yeah. did for a while. Um, has he fallen off a little bit? Maybe. Is that more of a function of the team not really kind of kicking into next gear? I would, I would lean toward that. Um, and also I think Manjipani and Dubey have been kind of falling off too. So that does affect Kadri directly. Of yeah. yeah no, um, no, nobody heading forward has been no, stellar. No, no one's from... been like, well, so Rizishka, yeah. uh, he's fading you and I'm really happy he's fading you because your last episode was. No, no, no. It wasn't a criticism <laughs> of him. Okay. I know what I, I know what I said. Exactly. <laughs> it was lazy coaching to put him on the first line in the first power play. And I, I defend that remark because they found a spot for him that's not on that first line yeah, or that I first line has changed. It was just insert him in the lineup at Huberdeau's, Huberdeau's spot and do Huberdeau yeah, things. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just I'm being facetious mostly, but you could like, do better. You know, you got to really I'm, stick in. I'm the tired. Knife. So okay. Wow. All right. I'm Kadri. gonna take this fucking microphone and I'm gonna shove it down your throat. Is here's, that better? Here, here's what yeah. I want to say about Kadri. Okay. Kadri came here by choice. He signed with us as a free agent. Long-term deal, right? This is his NHL career is finishing by, here. By choice or by choosing more money? I think he was offered... Uh, rumor had it he was offered more money elsewhere. Okay. And he thought... He said the Assuming Flames, are, the flames yeah. are a contender. Assuming that's and true. It, after seeing everything that happened with the Flames, he came here, right? Because yeah. the big trade went through first, and then we got Kadri. Which was... You know, all of these things were out of the blue this summer. Kadri came ready to grow, hit the ground running. But I still see these two, Uyghur and Huberdo, like get over the fact that you've been traded. You're an NHL player. This is what happens. The sooner you accept that, the better off we're going to be. Because every single interview I see with these guys where they talk about the trade, it's a big shock and I didn't see it coming and blah, 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 blah. Like, how about... Yeah, that's hockey, but I'm focused on what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm here and to I'm, make I'm here this to team win. better. I'm ma- I want to make this team better. And I need, I, I need to improve my performance, and we have a core of great guys. We are not living up to what we're playing. I liked Markstrom's interview where he called himself out, I need to be better. Yeah, Markstrom. Yes, yes sir, you do. But I think Huberdo needs to do the same thing. And I think it starts with, how, are you, how have you not accepted the trade and gotten over it, and why are we playing so substandard and then you sign these massive deals 
Like you, you're committed. You saw something in this group. You thought it was a chance to win. You're not staying here for the weather. I'm hoping you're here for hockey reasons because it looks like a club that can challenge for honors. And I'm not seeing that attitude, that perceived attitude, translate onto the ice for these guys. And I think, and that's pretty much leading on to the point I was going to make is that if we are at a point watching a guy like Ruzicka, which I'm, by the way, very happy he's stepping up. If it's coming down to a point where he's getting multiple point games along with Markstrom making some crazy-ass saves in some of these wins, and frankly, he's the reason why we won those games. Like, for example, yeah, the Winnipeg game. He started playing like, better, absolutely. Like, you yeah. know, he called himself out, and in fairness, he's gotten better. And so I like players like that. He's taking accountability. He's only blaming himself, and he's like, I got to be better, and that's all there's to it, to your point. Now, further that, what I get worried about is you got these two guys, this big, big fucking trade. Yeah, like, it's it's all cool and nostalgic for them to show back up in Florida, and yeah, it's all cool and nostalgic to have these videos by, like, the NHL. They had them mic'd up for the whole game. I personally don't like this fucking mic'd up thing. because no, me neither. I, I think these guys, they lose a slight edge yeah, in I their agree. game. And it's not, it's not because they can't swear or, or, or whatever. They do swear, but the NHL just kind of cuts those parts out. But I don't really like... It, just, it feels like showmanship to me. If you're miking... That said, if you're miking up players without them really know, knowing and you have a totally uncensored version of the NHL, I'm all for that. I, w- I would fucking play, pay but they're, no, a lot of money They're not going to agree to that. But no, I, I understand. Right. But that's just more of an aside. What I'm really getting at is I, I kind of hope that the show is over about them leaving Florida. I don't care anymore, and neither should they. And I can pretty much guarantee that all of our fans don't give a fuck anymore. We want you guys to, number one, get some fucking points, add some value to this team, and number two, make sure that you show the fucking leadership that you seem to have shown that that garnered all this fucking love from Florida. I've I've personally haven't seen uh, a reception like that for for players in a long time, a long time. Like I'm talking about like guys like Ray Bork, who would like who went to Colorado, and then whenever you'd show up against Boston, like everybody would give him a standing ovation. Like I get it, but it's over now. Yeah, and and. And we, I, I, we're paying you to fucking win games. That, that's what it comes... And if we're looking at a game where it's like... You know, I find it really interesting that Sutter... It, it was almost like a shot at Huberdo, but I'm not sure if it was. It, it probably wasn't. But he was talking about how Lindholm likes playing with Ruzicka. But Ruzicka's biggest criticism by Sutter is his consistency. Like, he'll play really well a couple of games, and then he'll kind of fall off a cliff. And today he was playing on the fourth line with Lucic like kind of in the third period right so it just but it's it's a total like it's Sutter trying to build him but at the same time it's like Huberto Lindholm likes playing with Ruzicka you need to kind of fucking get that as a message you're the guy that's supposed to be setting up Lindy yeah Lindy is your goal scorer like it, where, it, where, it, it, where it, are you it's a, it should be you know tacitly implied you're exactly to what your point Hint, 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 hint. Yeah. You need to start playing a lot better because you are our star. You had the second most points in the NHL last year. Where is that? Yeah, exactly. And on, on the point with Uyghur, like, I see the value, but not, it's not where I put it yet. 
Um, I can, I mean, I kind of look at him. It's it's kind of like Hannafin's first year with oh. us, right? It is, but the H word. But yeah, okay, you, you kind of cozied up to him last season. Yeah, no, he's he's yeah. played better. But it's just reminding Listen, me of that performance is I, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm I can be critical it's, it's of players. It's a bit underwhelming. It's I'm a bit underwhelming. That's more all. than happy to eat my words when they prove me wrong. Honestly, I do think that for for what it's worth, uh, when I watched that kind of behind the scenes thing with the Flames in Florida, it did seem like Uyghur and and Huberto are the good guys in the dressing room, it does look like they have um, that charisma a bit that they're, 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 uh, they really are about wanting the team to win. Like the way they were speaking to the guys, kind of making some jokes, self-deprecating jokes actually in some points. Like even Uyghur was like, we've been on for both goals. Like he meant that they scored. He's like, something's yeah. going wrong here. Yeah, Cause yeah. he was telling yeah. that to Zadorov. Like it, I kind of like that they they have a little bit humbling qualities to themselves I, too. I but. believe I listen. I believe they're great players, but it's just to your point. W- we need to see those great players be great players. Hundred percent. And I I hope again to your earlier point. It's hard to get a word in when you're talking. You know. Um, Why go fuck yourself? <laughs> I'm looking at the audio recording. You've you've spoken quite a bit. Like it's fairly. It's like fifty fifty. Yeah, I just you know I can't. Remember everything. I'm getting old. Getting Christ, old. man, I'm older than you. Let's go. So I, I hope those <laughs> initial milestones of you know remembering that huge trade are starting to diminish significantly. Like the only other one I can really think of this season is when Florida comes to play us. It needs to just go to zero. But yeah, point. that that should be it. We should That's be it, done. Yeah. No more reminiscing about this. And then of course, every time you play Florida, you know it's going to come up. But that happens twice a year. Yeah, and who gives a fuck? Whatever. It's 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 a huge part of the job. You know, we were talking off air about Patrick Patrick Maroon being made fun of by Drew Doughty at whatever point in the future. But that guy's moved around a lot, and players they move around. It's extremely rare that you're going to stay and play your entire career at at one hockey club. So I think it just needs to be accepted more often than not that. It's part of life. It's reality. And, and the sooner these guys do that, I think it's the sooner they can settle in and be better at doing what they need to do out there. And I'll, I'll give, I won't give a pass, but I will give, I'll give Huberto a bit of slack. He had some injury shit going on. And yeah. nobody really knows exactly what the extent was, but that's gone too, I think. I hope. And I don't want another fucking Monaghan in my hands. But I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm still giving him a bit more, like, but... Guys, it's fucking a quarter into the season. So yeah. it's 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 now or never. And you don't want to go into the end of December. You don't want to go into the new year with this kind of performance. Uh, you go into the new year with this kind of performance, then you're going to need one fucking hell of a January and February to you know, make yourselves known for a playoff spot. And that's, and that's what I'm getting concerned about. It's growing. And, you know, the Flames do elicit some pretty fucking swinging emotions for me. Like I watch a game like today and granted, yeah, I watched the third period, but sure shit didn't look like I missed much in the first two. And I just, I look at these games and I go, fuck me. Like blow it up. (laughs) You know what I mean? We can't. No, I know. That that ship has sailed. That's just what's going through my mind. Right. And then there are the games where like, Markstrom will make some crazy ass fucking save. We'll score some nice, beautiful goals. 
and the defense does all the work and, and everyone's pulling their weight. And I'm like, okay, fuck, finally. Okay, maybe we'll get that stride, right? And I'm pretty sure I'm speaking on behalf of all the Flames fans because we're all, we're all tired. We, the last time we had a good cup run was over 20, was over 15, whatever, 20 years ago. Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years ago. And we haven't really had anything. And then we've had like a couple hopeful runs that ended in a disappointment. So it's kind of like, I think we're all on edge. We all want to see something. We made this big fucking trade. We had all these expectations. And quite frankly, our best defender has been Zadorov. Yeah, which is distressing. It's distressing, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to see him grow. Like, he's doing kind of everything. And I, I understand he's got his... I, I know he's got his weaknesses, but he's coming up on the play. He's got good hands. No one stops him when he's on full stride because he's too fucking big. And he fucking playmakes. And he sometimes scores. But that's Blood what shots. our other players should be doing. 100%. They should be looking at Zadorov and be like, okay, if this big fucking guy who's not nearly as talented as me but puts in that kind of effort and fucking gets that kind of performance going and adds that much value, then what the fuck am I doing? They need to look at Zadorov as an example. As someone that says, I'm fucking dialed in every game. That guy has been consistently good this whole season so far. He really has. And there is an honorable shout-out to Kadri. And, and, and honestly, like Markstrom, except for today, he looked like shit today. But he hasn't he's, looked great in other games either. But he was... I thought he was turning it around the last few games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but... You know, to that point, I never have a problem with Markstrom's attitude, but he's a guy that we need to be extremely consistent this year, and that consistency has not existed for the Flames. And to your point about the swinging emotions, you know, I was thinking earlier, just that this team, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me for future success. It's just. It feels like we're going to make the playoffs and then not be anything special. That's what it feels like. And honestly, it's kind of exhausting to finish in those places over and over and over again and not have the opportunity to rebuild your team properly. We're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot by these 22nd place finishes overall and trading away these crappy draft picks. And, you know, the pipeline of prospects is thin, very thin especially when you lose a defender like Valimaki on for nothing. A guy who was a first-round pick that you should have developed into something. And, you know, you have guys like freaking Gilbert and DeSimone playing. Yeah. Instead of Yusuf Valimaki. And, I mean, for whatever reasons, it didn't work out in Calgary, but, you know, Sutter can't just <laughs> ramrod a player out of town when they have potential and talent. There has to be some give and take for both sides, I think. But I think Valimaki was done. I, I, I understand your point. You're just saying you have a talented guy, and just because it wasn't working out personality-wise, we just hucked it away. Like, we can't... We're, you're basically saying we're mismanaging the talent that we have available. How, how happy are you on a scale of 1 to 10 with our prospect development program? It's pretty bad. Uh, pretty, yeah. pretty bad is an understatement. Yeah, it's not great. Like, and in order for us to be... And the point of having a fucking NHL team is to eventually be elite. Like, and I, I, you can't be elite by doing that. Again, what does it take for Matthew Phillips to get a shot? Yeah, that one, that one is a head scratcher to me. I, I, I'm tired of the... 
I read on message boards, I read on Reddit, whatever, that it's just because of his size. Well, fuck you and his size, man. Like, let him figure... It's not like in the AHL, everyone's small. If anything, there's a, there's a f- more bruisers in the, in the AHL than the NHL. Like, I understand that the quality of play is a step up. I get that. But if you're worried about his physicality... Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like... It's, it's not like hockey isn't a physical game no matter where you play. Right. In those it's, lower leagues, the physicality is increased. It's Maybe really this, a bullshit excuse to me. But, but. I, <laughs> I look at our fourth line, and you know, Lucic can barely move anymore. Uh, he's just not... He is, he is below AHL level, level of player. But it's just... I, I, I guess we're constrained on the contract about what we can do with it, but... Wow. But this was this is what I was afraid of in the season preview episode, right? It wasn't about expecting much out of him. It was it was worrying about this massive drop out of nowhere. And it just feels like that's actually happening. He's had the odd game where he gets a couple big hits, swings some momentum, but overall, like he's kinda I, I don't think he's anywhere near where he was last season. Yeah, I'd agree. And And is that again a function of who he's playing with? Maybe, but I don't I really think you know, per, he's been dropping. What are you doing paying Kevin Rooney $1.9 million to sit on the bench? Like Your scouting has to be better if you're signing a guy to that kind of contract, that kind of money. $2 million bucks means you're playing. And he seems to still be like a target by Sutter. In and out, in and out, man. Kinda, $2 yeah, million bucks should mean one. I'm locking down this spot. And... You know, he's he's actually, you know, ironically, he's giving me appreciation for a guy like Brett Ritchie, which is a guy that I don't really think that should be on the team either. I get he's an energy guy. I get whatever. I'm not, we're not supposed to expect 30 goals out of the guy. But I, I, I'm kind of hoping that we don't have too many of those types of guys. Like, there's that yeah, Sutter hockey, that, that but then there's adaptability to ideal. the game. <laughs> yeah. But there's only so many energy players you can that's have. That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole line... For the first few games of the season, that whole line was doing something. They were high energy, high energy, getting board battles won. I, I mean, I saw that for the first few games, but then it just sort of disappeared. And then you saw the benching of these guys in some, in some games too. It's kind of like, why, you know, and that, that too, like we didn't really talk about that, but like why bench? Of all the guys to bench, why them? Like, it doesn't really send the message. And it only just pisses them off. Like, it's kind of like, if you really want to send a message, why don't you bench the fucking quote-unquote star players? Right? If you're going to do that. I'm personally not on board with it, but I'm just saying that, like, that doesn't send a message to bench fucking Rooney. Like, all the players will look at Rooney on the bench and be like, yeah, you suck. Listen, I I think the playbook of Sutter is running out of plays, man. I don't and know if I'm there yet. I'm, I'm very close to saying I think this thing is starting to... There just have not been a lot of positives coming out of this club. Credit to Daryl. I really liked when we played the Pittsburgh game and he said, we played a good game, I'm proud of those boys. That's yep. a good thing to say. A good message. You go in there, you fight hard. Now, clearly they didn't respond today because they got shellacked in Washington. But... And it was a bad, so I did watch the highlights of the goals against us. And I got to say that first goal, okay, maybe savable, but I've seen that go in before against Markstrom and any other good goalie. Second goal is unacceptable. Player goes in and there was like three or four of our guys just almost gliding behind them and in front of them. Like, and it was a very savable shot. 
Third goal, all Markstrom, short side, wrist shot from Ovechkin. Like, yeah. it, it was one of those games you're like, just fucking, let's ignore that it even happened. Those games happen. And I think Vladar has merited more play, especially with, and I get, I, I understand what Sutter's trying to do, which is basically play Markstrom back into form. But I don't think it's working as well as he would like. And I think Vladar has, has an exemplary attitude, to be honest. Stepping up when he has, he's played exceptionally well in every game he's played. And, you know, that Pittsburgh game uh, was no exception to that when he was on, on form, doing really well. I, I just, like, I just yeah. don't appreciate it when, you know, two things. That thing about management earlier in the season saying we're going to give the young guys a chance, doesn't matter your age, and then we, we stick with our... And we don't. And then Sutter saying Vladar gets one game a week and it hasn't been the case, really. Yeah, and really, who who on forward is getting that chance? Like us, Vrzichka, and then who else? Like of, of this quote unquote young. Right? Yeah. When nobody, I when nobody. I hear that, it means that you're calling up somebody from the A and giving What's him a the shot. What's harm in giving these guys a Again, chance? I I don't get it. Um, is it really like one of those things? I we all look at and go, well, it's just because things are not going great that we're saying this, but. What is the downside of benching a, a Rooney and a Richie and bringing up a couple of your best performers from, I think, from the farm? I think another argument to that is that you can't give a guy like Matthew Phillips fourth-line minutes. Yeah, it's a good rebuttal, and but the, it's not uh, an but excuse. at the same time, there's not really anyone on our second line who maybe, to your further point about benching, hasn't earned a demotion. Like a Dubé, even like a Mangiapane. Um, and if we've got Rajitska playing on the fourth line here, you know, maybe that honeymoon period is a little bit shorter than we all would have liked. Uh, also, Blake Coleman, for love of God, why are you doing the stupid penalty thing to us so regularly? And uh, suck less. He had, a, he had one good game. Wow. Uh... <laughs> Exactly what it what it's worth. Um, Value for money, right there. But you know, think of it this way too: if you called up a Phillips, yeah, you're right. He shouldn't be like it's not going to exactly develop and playing him on the fourth line. I totally understand that. But how often, how rigid is hockey really when the game is on? When these lines aren't firing away, they're going to put you, you. I mean, technically, you put Phillips in the third or second line even and try him out during the game. It's exactly what happens with Rizichka. You tried him a couple times up there. He gets a goal, gets an assist, and all of a sudden he starts on the first line a couple games. What more does the kid have to do to earn a chance? Nothing. There's nothing more he can do outside of taking some hormones and fucking growing some more. And I mean, we haven't had... What does it say about our club when we're not giving a player like that an opportunity? And we have absolute plugs in the NHL who are holding a spot from this guy. I hate that. I me too. And you know, for I, I'm just arguing against it because I'm trying to see the logic of why we're not giving the guy an opportunity. But in my mind, it's just ridiculous. We've got a skilled player who is small, granted, but what have you got to lose from giving him a shot? So aside from, aside from players, you know supposedly not wanting to come to Canadian teams slash like cold city teams like a Calgary and Edmonton. 
wouldn't this like add that extra negative point of which you get drafted by the Flames and you see that like guys are just not getting graduated over there? Would that not like turn you off a little bit if you got drafted by the Flames? I mean, like I'm sure. Yeah, yes you, and no. We've... Once you get over the excitement of getting drafted, great. But like. Don't you look at that and go like "fuck me"? I'm sure other teams have similar problems. They could. I mean, we're not. And really I mean, looking it's at not them, like right? we have never taken a draft pick and played them in the NHL. You know, Manjipani, Dubé, Monahan, Goudreau, yada yeah, yada. Yeah, but yada. I mean, like Monahan, Goudreau are—they're the, just talented guys. Yeah, like, but I mean, I—I I guess that's the point. If you're talented, you'll play. It's just, but then what is what? What did Phillips do, man? <laughs> If you're talented, you won't play. If your name is Matthew Phillips, basically, so I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I have no, I have no answer to that, but I don't think that's a huge concern. If you're just drafted, you're happy, unless you're like the, you know, top three players, and then you're like, but you're gonna, if you're a top three draft pick, you're probably gonna crack the lineup of the Flames anyhow. Yeah. So, it's those middle range, those late first round to like, you know, second third rounders. We suck at managing that, and we we kind of suck at. I don't know. Maybe we're good at drafting. It doesn't seem like we're that good. <laughs> so, I thought it was improving lately. That's probably why we trade away all our draft picks. We don't have to worry about drafting then. I just, I, I always, you know, at some point, I was thinking the drafting was getting better because we had a Gaudreau, a Monahan, um, and then you know a Manjipane, like. I was thinking, okay, things are turning around a little bit. Like then we had like a Dustin Wolf, which I had so much hope for. Still, right? still do, still do. Like, but I'm I'm a little bit worried we're gonna mismanage him too. Our goalie management is by far the worst. But like, it's um, it does concern me. Uh, but it's not warning bells yet. It no. is warning bells for a Phillips to me. Yeah. Because I I don't know what he's done that doesn't earn him that call up, but um. It does seem like from we do give chances. I don't think we don't give chances. It it sounds like we think that but we don't. It's just a Phillips thing right now. I agree. It's uh, we give less chances than I would like, but we still give them. And yeah, I mean we we gotta. I think this period between now and Christmas is really gonna define the season, because the the Pacific is maybe perhaps by our own making. We've made it more competitive than it should be. Other teams are playing well, like L.A., Seattle, Edmonton. You know, there's going to be competition for those three spots. I think Vegas is a bang-on lock for that top one. Who's, who's going to unseed them? Not us. Uh, and I think this stretch of games here is, you know, a quarter of the season's in, 20 games to gel. It's time to set the tone and define who we are. And... Hopefully it doesn't hurt and we don't have any rude discoveries because that would suck because it's going to be years of pain and hurt and suffering and, you know, it's like. But, you know, Wrangler's update. So Phillips has 23 points in 17 games. Yeah. Peluche has 19 points in 17. And Zari has 18 points in 17. So that's your, I mean, that's the first line, I think. Um, and Jeremy Poirier has 13 points in 17. He's that defender, the, the guy that we drafted. Yeah. He's playing really well. So, yeah, like, we do have four potential guys that you can try out and bring up if you think you, you can slot them in some more than fourth-line playing time, right? And so I, I don't want to beat this to a dead horse here, but it, it just, we do have, it does look like we have some good performers right now 
Why not? Those are all players that should be playing on the Flames at some point. And maybe Matthew Phillips never will, but I think he's merited a shot. <laughs> the other guys are those draft picks that we should have coming up, and they, we should be counting on them to be roster spots in the future. And if we, if we screw that up, <sighs> bad. Bad Flames. Bad. Uh, I swear to God I was going to bring something up, but now can't remember did you get your cryptocurrency out yeah if i had money for <laughs> cryptocurrency i'd have those problems but okay no no good good anyone listening get it out <laughs> it's gonna crash and fucking burn um oh yeah and the other so the other thing i want to bring up is i think hopefully we'll have rick next next episode um and i think what i'd like to see at the very least at this point with the flames is for fuck's sake, let's just get some quality shots on net and let's all play like Zadorov. Let's, <laughs> let's play like every game is your last because it, we really need to step up that adrenaline. Like we don't, we just look flat. We're, yeah. we're really good one game and then we're flat for the next two. Good one, flat three, good for two, flat two, whatever. We can't have that kind of, inconsistency especially if we make the playoffs then it's gonna fucking bite us in the ass and i just it can't it can't get you can't keep going like this at all and then the fans start losing interest right it doesn't help like the the saddle dome has been so subdued it's like a fucking synagogue in there sometimes <laughs> man like it just fucking like you can't you can't honestly i can hear myself fucking sneeze when I go to that fucking game, I'm part of the problem too. I'm blaming me too, but it's almost embarrassing to fucking like even start chanting "Go Flames, Go" when uh. everyone else is so quiet that they like fucking look at you like you're fucking crazy for doing it, right? And so, you know, we as fans need to step up more too. I realize that the quality of the product is not great, but that's all we can do. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw that shit that happened in um, new jersey with the fans like hucking stuff on the ice like i'm not asking for that but new jersey had three goals overturned uh like this not against like, us no no no. it was new jersey and i forgot who they were playing i did not see toronto no. maple Leafs. no yeah I'll, I'll show it to you after but the fans are literally throwing beer bottles and shit on the ice like and it was and like the maple Leafs had to go into the dressing room it, it was something out of like eastern european soccer like it was just fucking shit show I'm not saying do that. I'm kind of hoping the chaos in me wants to see that, but don't do that. We just need to start, like, we need to get on the refs. We need to, like, get on the other team. We need to cheer our guys on. Like, we need to do some as well. Like, we're not much of a fortress at home. It no. hasn't been very loud. I've been to three games now. Two or three have been just, like, like I said, I can fucking hear myself sneeze and echo. And, and that's fucking, that's fucked up because the way the saddle room's designed... I'm not supposed to hear an echo. So it's just, let's just fucking get it together here. Like, we still have a lot of games. I think we can turn this around. We have the talent. It's just, it's got a fucking gel, man. Well, we have to be, this team is designed to be competitive, and that's what it needs to be. And we are definitely not at that stage right now. Yeah. And something has to change. And it's not like, listen, 
we're playing better than when we were, we're playing losing those those six, seven, eight games in a row. I can't remember how many it was. The play has definitely improved. 100%. But we cannot be so streaky, so inconsistent, and we we have to be more clinical. And to your earlier point, you know, quality scoring chances, classically we're out shooting teams, but we're not, we're, those are low percentage chances in my opinion. Um, nothing that's really troubling them greatly. Uh, getting more quality chances, you know, Johnny H, I'm looking at you. Johnny Time to H. shine, buddy. Time to shine. Time to step up. No more tears about your past. Like, you just need to fucking move on. Like, um, and Uyghur too. Like, Uyghur does need to be better. Yeah. He does need to be better. Like, we can't rely on Zadorov kind of being who he And Anderson. I mean, Anderson started off pretty good. And I just think he went back to that, like, B plus B yeah. kind of, like... Yeah. When we need him to be a consistent A, like just the guy has just not taken the reins and has been given every opportunity, and maybe it's just because he can't. Maybe, but then you know, if you sign a guy like Uyghur as competition, A, maybe he's not put in the position to really compete, or B, maybe he can't either, which is both distressing. So, well, hopefully that's not the case. I don't know. Hopefully we win. Listen, let's get the win t- tomorrow. Seven points out of uh, 12 on the road is, is good. I'd be very happy with that. Even if we get an overtime point, a pity point, fine. 500 on the road is great. I'll take it. Take that momentum. Come back. You know, and run in this Christmas stretch here and make a name for yourself. Prove that you're one of these top teams in the NHL. And, yeah, how's that for a pep talk, boys? I'm uh, I'm excited now. Tickled. I feel pumped. Anything else? Nah. That's all she wrote? That's all she wrote. Listen, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you find some joy in these flames that have been, to say the least, inconsistent throughout this year. But hey, it's always a fun journey. I know that uh, it's always nice to have hockey back games on tv there's lots of sports going right now world cup Tons and everything so oh and it's a i good guess time. a shout out to canada it was too bad they were yeah play, they played that was a great game they played fucking good and they did it was unfortunate that i don't think they deserve that score line but the, the fine margins of professional sports at that and, level and it was a fucking penalty and the stomp on the box but yeah. fucking and that referee got suspended by the way yeah i know i heard Yeah, apparently he did some shit in africa too yeah he he ended a game in like the 86th minute yeah, see, you know, <laughs> why the fuck was he invited to the fucking World Cup if Cause, that happened? Because like, FIFA, man. Jesus, you guys, FIFA, you guys are a bunch of corrupt fucking assholes, man. Jesus Christ. This is the worst, for, it's the worst World Cup. Hands down. Worst venue, stupidest venue. There's not even any you, fans there, really. No, because too fucking expensive to go there and we're... The knock knock we're in a fucking recession like people don't have fucking money to fucking do well, that well I mean rich people have money and they yeah just... but how many rich people do you think are like they're not gonna go rich people don't do this shit man yeah they do no they don't not, not in droves like this man like no, they're not but, face painting I mean, themselves they're like, gonna go to the finals wearing and stuff. Captain America costumes and shit like that like they don't do that they go to the fucking suites I... and hang out with the sheiks and all this stuff and they like fucking make some bullshit deals swap their yachts it whatever. should uh, listen 
hope their wives. we're going to put on a show when the World Cup comes here in four years. So I know, but I, I hope Canada's look if they play like that in the next game Sunday. Uh, yeah, they, they got they got a chance. Well, because I mean, we, a we, win and a draw gets you through usually. Speaking about what managers say, that John Herdman, you know, f Croatia, not. Don't say that to the yeah, media. Yeah, that's that's not that's, ideal. That's just giving them fuel, and it makes us look bad. And you never tell an no. X block country, no. yeah. fuck you. Yeah. You never do that yeah, because they've gone idea. through way more than you ever have. Yeah. Do yeah. not do that. These guys come from like ex communist countries. Okay, they don't they don't fuck around. They are very nationalistic, <laughs> more so than we are. I hear you. <laughs> So don't do that, Herdman. Um, but yeah, like too late now. But uh, yeah, that you you fucked up. But um, it's going to be a good game if we could play like that. The thing is, like you know that Croatia, and Morocco, they're on notice now. They they saw that performance against Belgium. They're like, okay, fuck, these guys are no joke. Yeah. And frankly, a little more luck in front than that. You honestly, like it could have been a two nothing game pretty early in that Belgium game, and. It's all hindsight now, but, you know, everyone's kind of chasing the records for Canada, like the first goal, the first this, first that. Sure. But the result is more important, fellas, right? And I was saying this to a buddy that I was watching the game with when when, uh, Davies was taking the spot for the penalty. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, that's got to be Atiba's. You got to give it to your old... Jonathan David. I think you give it to your old guy, the experienced guy the guy that takes penalties in his own league. Like, Atiba's a penalty taker in Turkey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then he so, should have taken it. Yeah, like, that was Alfonso Davies' first penalty ever, but... Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, I mean... So that that's was his first... Prof- not not first ever, but, like, first professional. Yeah, I mean, so... You know, and that's that's a bit of a failure on the coach too. That that's when Herdman needs to be like pulling his hair out, screaming, going like, "I think, not yours, I not think yours. they decided it together because nobody Probably. challenged him, and he was the decided take." Well, I mean, in fairness, yeah, he's the stud, right? But you know, that's a that's a moment where the coach got to take the reins, and be like, "No, no, 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 give it to the experienced guy." I think right? the coach made that call earlier with the team. Probably Alfonso's taking it, so he's not going to go and, back. You know, on look, himself. we're not having this conversation if he scored, right? But you know. Typically, typically, it was a bad penalty. Though. It was awful, but it's a typical like, hey, he's really young. Yes, yeah. he's a fucking star. He's yeah. probably a top five left back in the world. I get that, but he's still fucking young, and yeah. that's a big stage for a guy. And you have more experienced guys on the field who regularly take penalties for their club teams. And honestly, like that's a that Davies is going to break a lot of records for Canada. It didn't have to be that one. If it wasn't that one, it's going to be something else. It's inevitable. He's too fucking good to not have something. Yeah. Right? So hopefully that's, it's a good lesson. It's not the end of the world. Again, draw and a win probably gets them through, right? So it's got to start. I, on- I actually have hope for that because I was, the, before the World Cup started, I was like, you know what? We'll be lucky to get a point. But after the way they played there, I was like, okay, fuck. This is decent. We got a chance. And in a World Cup like this for fucking Saudi Arabia is beating goddamn Argentina. That's fucking match-fixing, by the way. And I don't fucking care what anyone says. That game was like 30-1 for fucking Argentina or, or for Saudi Arabia. And I guarantee you Argentinians fucking bet on that game. There's And FIFA officials did. There's no fucking way in any goddamn dimension that fucking Saudi Arabia beats Argentina. I don't care if that... in the offside goal is bullshit. It wasn't offside by Lautaro. But regardless... 
there is definite match fixing in this fucking tournament. 100%. That game, you know, man. You don't have to agree, but I can read your mind. That's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We're starting a fucking soccer podcast tomorrow. (laughs) Have yourselves a wonderful day. Bye-bye.